1: that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.
0: Hello, my name is Meredith. And my name is Dustin. And we're the host of... The Alexander Standard. Katie and Nathan wanted us to make an announcement before this episode begins. In a world of podcasts... This one contains a lot of adult language, so if that's not your cup of tea, then you might want to get the fudge out. But if you're okay with strong language, and you love learning about badass women in history, then you'll love this episode of Queen's Podcast. But after you're done, check out our podcast. The Alexander Standard. That's better. Inspired by Rex Factor Podcast, we rank all the successors of Alexander the Great. From Perticus To Cleopatra VII So please come check out our show, The Alexander Standard But first, on with today's episode of Queen's Podcast Cheers, bitches! Hi, this is Katie
1: And this is Nathan
0: And you're listening to Queen's Podcast The show about badass women in history Hello, Nathan.
1: Hey, Katie.
0: Well, this is going to be a little bit different. We usually record on Sunday nights, but I had to go see Lizzo on Sunday. (laughs) She
1: just had to. I just had
0: to twist my arm.
1: So we're going to do a Trashy Tuesday episode.
0: (laughs) It's Wednesday.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor of Aquitaine, part three, Brought to you on a Wednesday, (laughs) and instead of getting thoughtful with our drink this week, y'all, we've both been uh, having a lot going on, going through work transitions and shit.
1: Yeah, we don't even want to get into it. We're
0: recording on a Wednesday.
1: Women's Wednesday.
0: We are drinking the Walgreens brand wine. (laughs) Eleanor could not relate. Nope.
1: (laughs) At all. She'd be like, what is this garbage?
0: But whatever. (laughs) Also, we're recording at my house where we usually record at Nathan's and my dog Bailey, who is a queen.
1: (laughs) Is extra needy. She
0: is being extra needy because she can tell I'm talking to someone and it's not her. (laughs) And she's all up in my shit. Super upset. Yeah. So anyway, where did we last leave Ellie? So
1: Ellie was living in Aquatang, ruling her own shit, but technically she was ruling it in her husband's name.
0: And she's feeling a little disrespected since he's not listening to her ideas. And And she's got some good fucking ideas. And maybe a little
1: bit because of his very open affair that he might be having. I don't know. But as we stated in the last one, probably less because of that and more because she's just like over it.
0: I just don't buy that she was that mad that he was having an affair. Maybe she was a bit disrespected, but that's about it.
1: Agreed. So when young King Hank comes knocking on her door... It's like, hey, wanna fuck with dad?
0: And she was like, you know what? I kinda do.
1: (laughs) So Eleanor has three of her four sons there with her, and because Richard, her favorite and heir to Aquitaine just so happens, was living with her, learning how to be a ruler.
0: And then her third eldest son, Jeffrey, was living with them too. So young King Hank is like, hey little brothers, y'all wanna piss off dad too.
1: And they're fucking teenagers, so of course they do. Yeah, fuck dad.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're teenagers. Yeah, of course, they want to fuck with their father, so... Young King Hank was 18, Richard was 16, and Jeffrey was 15. Her youngest son, John, was seven, but he's not really a part of this, you know, so... No, no. Just for context, that's the age of her sons. <laughs> what is known as the Revolt of 1173 begins, because... They're the medieval people aren't creative with names. They're not creative with names of battles either. So
1: basically shit just hits the fan basically. Yes. Okay.
0: Historians argue how much influence Eleanor had on her sons uprising against their father.
1: So what's your opinion on this, Katie?
0: I think um, young King Hank was all talk and no strategy. He wouldn't have been able to put this shit together on his own.
1: Agreed. And Richard does go down in history as a great warrior, strategist, but I mean, he's- he's
0: He's 16. Yeah,
1: he can he barely did. drive a car.
0: He does. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> he could barely drive a car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no one is just going to do what he says without some serious factors in exactly. this. Exactly.
0: He's so. not even the young king. He's not heir. I mean, he's heir to Aquitaine, but, like, still. He, for the rest of his life, though, Richard barely takes a shit without Eleanor's permission.
1: So, basically, what you're getting at is... I
0: think that Eleanor was... Heavily involved in what's about to go down.
1: And Henry really didn't see it coming at all. He thought, no one is going to follow my idiot son. But do remember, King Henry killed Thomas Beckett. Pa-
0: Allegedly.
1: Patreon supporters. You should know this story. And a lot of people did view young King Hank as, you know, a better, more suitable, less Saint, murdery
0: kind hasn't of killed option. any saints yet. Has, yeah, has yet to murder a single beloved priest. So he's got to it come, and it's a good thing. So young King Hank, Hank really had like amassed a surprisingly big following at this point in both um, England and France.
1: And the people in Aquitaine were like,
0: "Yeah, Ellie, if whatever you, the fuck you say, girl." They were like, "We never really liked that guy anyway. Cool, yeah, let's <laughs> fuck him up."
1: Oh, and now we get to bring an old character um, back into the story, reeling back in. And he
0: creeps, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ellie's first husband, yes, Louis the Seventh, creeping back into the story. Good job,
1: Katie. Double clap.
0: Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so Louis the Seventh, King of France, Eleanor's first husband. He like never really got over his feud with Henry for, you know, like, stealing his wife and all his lands and then having all these fucking sons. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because I'm sure he's a little butthurt about that.
0: Louis only had one son, his son Philip, the next king, whereas Henry had, like, son's despair. Son's on, son's on. So he got got 99 problems and a son ain't one. (laughs) Actually, actually, Henry's got 99 problems and a son is, like... 78 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. This is like all his problems.
1: So Eleanor hits Louie up and is like, hey, wanna throw over my husband? You in?
0: Louis like fuck over my biggest rival. Hell yes, I'm in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, Henry in this is caught totally off guard. mm he thinks he and Louis are like BFFs since Louis's daughter married young King. Hank. That's
0: right. Louis's daughter, with his second wife, whose name is Margaret, married. and we may have gone over this in the second Eleanor episode briefly, but so Margaret married um, young King Hank. so she's the junior queen of France. And Henry's a big dumb dummy, so he's just like, what possible beef could Louis still have with me?"
1: All that other shit is in the past. Poor fucking Henry. And Louis
0: can hold a grudge, apparently. Yeah,
1: Henry's so dumb, 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 -dumb, de-dum-dum. Oh. Dumb, -dumb, dumb, de-dum-dum-dun. Yes. (laughs)
0: Accurate. Accurate statement.
1: So Eleanor sends her sons to Paris to get together with Louis, and they put a little bit of a plan in action. But someone finally alerted Henry, who I believe, and I put that in air quotes, was in England at the time.
0: He's hard to keep up with. Like we mentioned, um, Henry is 100% on the go all the time, so it's hard to keep up with where he was when.
1: He was a man on the run. A man on
0: the run. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that he was somewhere in England when word got back to Henry that like... Hey, yeah, your sons and the king of France are like trying to overthrow you and your wife is probably involved.
1: (laughs) So anyway, Henry sends Louis a letter being like, hand over my asshole son and we'll
0: forget this whole thing ever
1: happened. And
0: Louis is one catty bitch because his response is his envoys are like, we have a letter from the king of England. And Louis goes, the king of England, that's impossible. He's here with me in Paris talking about young King Hank. And that is a level of petty that I am here for. I love it.
1: Love it. Love it. The drama. Sip the tea. Spill the tea. All yes. of the tea. All of the tea <laughs> for Louis. Oh, I love it. That's a new yeah. tagline. All yeah. the tea for Louis. All oh, the tea for Louis. Anyway, but sadly for our story, this all kind of goes to shit. Um, not before it all got really out of hand for Henry in England. I mean, It was nearly Civil War again, which is
0: exactly
1: what Henry had promised he'd never really let happen.
0: But there were barons and lords fighting over which side they were on within England. They were hiring mercenaries from all over Europe to go fuck with each other. It was bad. Bad news bears. It was bad news bears. But as we've discussed before, Henry was really good at war and strategy and shit, so he was able to squash the rebellion within about a year, year and a half.
1: So his sons were graciously forgiven, given their lands back, given more responsibility. Which is very,
0: I'm very impressed with Henry. I thought he'd be a little bit more spiteful, but he was like, no, I get it. Boys will be boys. LOL, boys start rebellions. Here's all your lands back. <laughs> and the whole family traveled back to England, like licking their wounds, trying to like heal as a family. But not exactly. Yeah. So not exactly the whole family. When I say the whole family, I mean everybody in the family with a penis. <laughs>
1: During the height of the fighting, Eleanor was hiding out in a castle owned by some of her family. Yeah. And she's trying to get to Paris to be, you know, in the protection of Louis. And I'm sure everyone told her, you need to, like, stay fucking put, bitch, because there's There's a a price
0: on your head. Hello.
1: And
0: Ellie is a little bit hard-headed. A little bit hard-headed? Okay,
1: that's an understatement. She is
0: hard-headed AF. Like, for real. She's like, no, I got a plan couldn't possibly fail, she dresses like a squire, so in men's clothing, Yes. and rides with a group of soldiers heading towards France. Eleanor is 50 at this time. And
1: she's a cross-dressing fabulous bitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. But, sadly, she doesn't really look like a squire, because she's a 50-year-old woman, and she gets caught. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) <laughs> Very long story short, Eleanor goes to prison with a, with no chance of parole. Um, there was no healing for her. And there was no forgiving for her.
1: Yeah, she raised forces against her husband, and this is the 12th fucking century. Yeah. This was, like, not something that happened It was viewed ever. as unnatural. Yeah. Like, if she was, wasn't queen, she probably would have been hung, buried alive,
0: like... Something horrible would have happened to kilt. her. Kilt. Yeah, kilt. kilt.
1: <laughs> now, when we say she was in, quote unquote, prison. She's not actually in like a jail cell. She's in like Queen's prison. Think uh, Mary, Queen of Scots prison. That's exactly
0: what it made me think of. Mary, Queen of Scots, where it's like. Held captive. Held, like, she's not in prison. She's in castles. She still has, instead of having like all her servants, she has two servants. But she's still like. In a fucking castle, and
1: she's got like a big brother over her shoulder. Like everybody's watching her. Everybody's paying yes. attention to what she's doing. That yes. sort of thing.
0: Yes. Um. Though it it like her sister Petronilla. Remember Petronilla from the first yes. episode? She was probably with her throughout her entire imprisonment. So that made a,
1: made her feel a little at home ish.
0: Little side story about Petronilla. You remember how it was like the scandal of Christendom that Petronilla. Wanted to marry A man who was already married Mm -hmm. And so they had to get that guy Mm -hmm. a divorce And it was like the two popes And the excommunications And The guy finally divorced his wife and married Petronilla. That guy then divorced Petronilla and married somebody else.
1: What a dick.
0: I know. God damn it. God damn it. (laughs) Anyway, I digressed.
1: Eleanor lived like this in her quote unquote imprisonment for about 16 years.
0: 16 years, y'all. That's a
1: long fucking time. She was
0: 50 when she went in. So I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, it's the 12th century and she's 50. She did. That's the last we're ever going to see of her. And Eleanor was like, LOL, nah.
1: <laughs> she was brought in for, like, you know, special occasions. Um, if you've ever seen the play or the movie Lion in the Winter, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, like, she
0: got, she got to spend Christmas, you know, out of prison or whatever. And she'd
1: go to, like, tourneys and, you know, things like that. She
0: was, you know, they... Take her out, dust her off for pageantry purposes, basically. <laughs> She's
1: like your old Christmas decorations. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, side note: While she was in prison, Rosamond Clifford um, dies, and Rosamond Clifford, if you remember from the last episode, is Henry's sidepiece. So, like the the tales go, that old jealous Eleanor killed Rosamond. Not fucking possible. No, because they she weren't in the in,
1: same place at the same time.
0: She was in prison. <laughs> like, the story is that Eleanor, um, like, chased Rosamond through this maze, and then when she caught up with her, t- gave her the choice, like, I can either kill you with a dagger or you can take this poison, and Rosamond chose the poison. Lies. How did she do that from prison? So, um, with Eleanor all locked up, and father and son, so Henry and his sons are finally living happily ever after without their meddling Eleanor, right? Fuck
1: no. Those sons, especially young King Hank, kept revolting like spoiled brats do because spoiled brats be spoiled brats and they want mommy's help, right?
0: Well, now they had to do it without mommy's help and they kept, they just kept revolting all of the sons except for John. I think John is the only son that never revolted, but again, he's, like, 11 at this point or something, you know, like...
1: (laughs) But then, Henry's problem alleviated some when young King Hank died of dysentery. Like, he's
0: a character from the motherfucking Oregon Trail. (laughs) Oregon. (laughs) Which, if you are not from our age or from America, you don't know what I'm talking about, but to that niche audience... You, you have died, died of dysentery. <laughs> anyway.
1: So supposedly on his deathbed, young King Hank begged his father to forgive his mother. Allah, okay, son.
0: Which he was basically like, Oh, I can't hear you Oh no, I can't. I have a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> um so ten years into Eleanor's imprisonment, and she gets word that her son has died. And supposedly when the folks came to tell her, you know, like hey your son's dead she was like I already knew he came to me in a dream and so duh I already know it
1: I don't know if this is true I don't believe it I don't I
0: think somebody told her, I, her somebody off. already told her and so when Henry's men showed up to tell her she just wanted to you know act like oh okay oh I already knew this I already knew I already knew. Came to me in a dream. I'm so important.
1: That was so yesterday. You can't tell me
0: anything. Um, though she did like really grieve the loss of Henry. Yeah, like this, it haunted real. her
1: for the rest of her life. Yeah. You know that Af- wasn't something good.
0: Yeah. After that, uh, King Henry did grant Ellie. A little more freedom, but, like, not really. Yeah, she made
1: made a little bit more public appearances, was allowed some limited correspondence with her remaining kids. I mean, he took her on trips
0: with them again. A grieving mother is
1: great PR. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. I mean, they went to Normandy together to settle some disputes with the new king of
0: France.
1: And Henry thought Eleanor would be a great card to play, since... You know, she was so loved by everybody.
0: Her people in France, especially. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Louis's dead.
1: <laughs> Side note.
0: <laughs> Louis dead. He, uh, he
1: died about seven years after, I mean, seven years ago since Ellie's Yeah, she, he died about
0: seven years into Eleanor's imprisonment. His son, Philip, was now king.
1: And Philip was super duper young, but also kind of acknowledged that his father had been a weak, dude and was out to make sure he was never viewed the same way his father yeah, was.
0: Yeah, he wanted to make sure um, that he was, you B- know, B- no B- one ever said, I, I thought you were a king, but you're a monk, like they said about his dad. Yeah, he
1: got new PR representatives. Yes. Okay.
0: Also, he and Ellie's favorite son, Richard, were like BFFs.
1: Blood brothers.
0: Like, they were super best friends, and that might be important later.
1: Bookmark. So, eventually, Henry's health starts to fail. And
0: Eleanor is biding her time in ye old dusty castle.
1: And sadly, also, in the last couple of years of her imprisonment, her son Jeffrey died.
0: And after he died, his wife gave birth to a son named Arthur. So she's missing the death of all her children and the birth of her grandchildren. And I'm sure that just must be hard to like see the life come and go from your family and you don't get to be there with any of them. It's yeah. like, are you dying? Please come to me. You know, yeah. it's not how it works. So so
1: in 1189, Henry finally fucking dies. Ugh, finally. Picture it. 1189, Henry Dead.
0: Dead. (laughs) Um, He and Richard, the last few years of Henry's life, had been worn it out over. Same thing. Same thing they'd always been worn it out over. Just, just, just. He started with three sons fighting him over land. Two of them died. He was down to one son fighting him over land. But
1: when Henry realized he was dying, he ended up naming Richard. As his official heir.
0: Which not everyone thought he was going to do. A lot of people thought he was going to name his youngest son, John, as his heir, because John was his favorite.
1: Yeah, he got his degree in Shady Lady University. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, When word came to Richard that his dad was dead, Richard was in France, because Richard didn't like spending time in England. He was the Aquitaine heir through and through. He had... He liked being called the heir to England just because of the title and how much land it was. But he didn't give a fuck. Like, No. He didn't want to go there. Nope. Um, But anyway, so Richard is like, someone send word to my mother and release her from prison uh, immediately.
1: But Eleanor heard a little birdie and she had already gotten word. And
0: she had released her damn self.
1: (laughs) Uh, And no guard was going to tell her no because hell no. Everyone knew Richard, a.k.a. the new king, adored his mother. I
0: mean, her word may as well have been the word of God
1: Mm -hmm. at this
0: point now. No one was going to tell her no. No one was going to go against what she said.
1: So when Richard's messenger arrived to release her, she's just walking around, free as fuck, and was like, um, the king says,
0: you're free. And she's like, yeah, that's cute. Thanks, hon. (laughs) free at last free at last thank god almighty I'm free at last Ellie is rocking her newfound freedom she is 67 years young
1: work bitch
0: and for the middle ages 67 is ancient so I'm sure everyone (laughs) is like oh she's gonna get out of prison just to, like, die pretty much immediately. But,
1: girl, she has got shit to do. She does. She has a to-do list.
0: Richard (laughs) can't make it back to England ASAP, so he needs her to be regent and accept the pledge of fealty on his behalf until she comes back, or until he makes it to England, which we've kind of discussed before. It's, like, all the dukes, all the barons, all the lords come and, like, say to the new king... I accept you as my king, but she he like was like, Hey, mom, be my stand in for this. So, all the dukes and lords in, of England are coming and being like, To Ellie, like, I accept your son as my new king. Holy
1: Which, shit, she is finally getting some goddamn respect in this house. God damn it, god
0: damn it. <laughs> so, she goes to Westminster, so all the lords and barons and blah 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 can kiss her fucking royal ass feet. And tell her how awesome she is.
1: And I am here for it. So Richard arrives in England for his coronation, and the people were fucking pumped.
0: They really were. He was popular, again, because it was... Um, it was, One, he would already kind of established himself of yeah. being good at war and shit, and that was very important in the Middle Ages.
1: Good at war-dicking. Yeah.
0: And two, again, it was a peaceful transfer of power... Which at this time wasn't just like a given, you know?
1: And Richard was crowned on September 3rd, 1189, King of
0: England
1: at Westminster.
0: Which was awesome for everyone except a few Jewish people that showed up to like pay their respects. And Richard's thugs had those Jewish people beat. Oh,
1: anti-Semitism. You've been around forever. Yes.
0: And then some people heard, like, hey, the new king hates Jews, so let's all lean into that real hard. Ugh. Anyway, the next few years in England were real bad for Jewish people which like just really wasn't super cash money of Richard and Eleanor.
1: Yeah, it's just not super cash money period. No.
0: <laughs> like they never they honestly never that I could find at least told people to go out and beat Jews. Um but they also weren't super proactive in stopping.
1: It. Yeah, I was like um I'm going to turn a blind eye yeah. and just pretend I'm not involved which Sorry to say. Just
0: generally not cash money.
1: Yeah, shame on you.
0: Yeah, shame Uh, on you.
1: So Richard's first act as king of England was to immediately (laughs)
0: leave England. You know. (laughs) You know, like you do as a king. This son of a bitch spent so (laughs) little time... In this country.
1: Yeah, there was another crusade going on, and he swore to the Pope that he'd lead the efforts along with his BFF, aka boyfriend. Yeah. Philip of France.
0: Some people so <clears> we're <throat> circling back to where we left that bookmark about Philip of France and Richard. Again, if you've seen Lion in the Winter, they definitely lean in real hard. They play into the that Philip and um Richard were lovers.
1: Homoerotic fantasy with your king.
0: Have you seen the so have you have you seen either of the Lion in the Winter movies? No. Uh, so one is, what's her name? Catherine Hepburn. What's her name? Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> we already talked about this. Catherine Hepburn, Peter O'Toole, are Eleanor and Henry. Mm-hmm. And then the guy from, the creepy guy from Silence of the Lambs, but he was real young and kind of cute. Yeah. Flava beans. A little, a little. Anthony Hopkins? Anthony Hopkins. And he's Richard, and I don't know the name of the actor that plays Philip. But then in the newer one, where it's Glenn Close, is... Um, A.K.A. Glenn Coco. Glenn Coco <laughs> is um, Eleanor. But in that new one,
1: <laughs>
0: what the, the guy that plays Henry VIII, man, I'm bad at knowing actors' names. The, guys that, the guy that plays Henry VIII in the Tudors plays Philip. Oh, nice and he's, transition. And he very and he's very sexy. He's <laughs> I wish
1: you could see Katie's face right now.
0: <laughs> he's very sexy. Very and, sexy. Well he's kinda of just very sexy and everything.
1: Yeah, just 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 do me now.
0: Anyway, so <laughs> watch both of them. They're both great. But yeah, no, Lion in the Winter leans in real hard. A big plot point is that Philip and Richard were lovers. It's hotly contested throughout history, if they were. I did not go down enough of a rabbit hole to make a call on this. I don't know what I feel about Richard's sexuality. He definitely wasn't a horn dog like his dad, though.
1: No, and that may be the reason why people say... Just assume he's gay. He's gay, <laughs> like, yeah. oh,
0: he didn't have bitches on bitches on bitches. Yeah, he didn't have he must 12 be a queer. regiment children, yeah.
1: so he must be gay. <laughs> but also maybe he was. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Possibly. Um,
1: yeah. Anyway, Ellie is like, go on, honey. This is your legacy. It's fine. I'll watch the palace while you're gone. I, I don't know why I have a fine. country accent. She's a country
0: granny. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. And this really becomes Richard going on crusade. That's why he's known as Richard the Lionheart in history. Because this was such a big part of his yes. legacy. And it was viewed so much more popularly than when Louis and Eleanor went on Crusade. Also Richard was like, no women allowed. And I But I wonder if Eleanor didn't tell him, hey, make it no women allowed.
1: She may have. Because
0: she didn't want because she was like, oh such a fucking disaster when I went. I don't want any woman to have to put up with this bullshit.
1: Well that may that's a valid point. Valid point. That's what a lot of people think. So technically Eleanor on paper Wasn't the regent. Richard technically left a council of lords in charge at the time.
0: But it was an unspoken rule. Yeah, Ellie was the law. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie was the claw and she made the (laughs) law.
1: Is that a white claw? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, she's she's been ruling the lands and having her people love her since before most of these bitches since were even born. She was 13. Yeah, but before any of these lords and barons and they weren't even born yet and she's been ruling this shit. I think part of it was respect and part of it was fucking straight up fear.
0: What I just think I'm just so happy for her that she is finally getting Goddamn respect that she deserves.
1: And she's like late 60s. She's
0: not a dumb bitch. No. She knows her shit. She knows how to rule lands. It's about
1: goddamn time. It is
0: about goddamn time. And even though he couldn't leave her in charge on paper, in action, nobody was telling her fucking anything.
1: Yeah, because at the same point, if anybody like badmouthed her or talked back to her, Richard would have straight up slit their throats and had them dead.
0: Or if she said, slit their throats and have them dead in the name of the king, no one's going to say, I don't think so. I think that's a bad idea. There's just, yes them? Yes em. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Before Richard <clears throat> left, he was like, oh, and, you know, maybe you should just quit being dicks to the Jews, you know, perhaps.
0: Which was like... It was a very half-assed step in the right direction. It wasn't
1: super enforced. People kept, obviously, being dicks because that has continued for the rest of our lives, even now.
0: But, like, on a lesser scale. So I guess that's cool... No. I guess. I mean, at least he wasn't like, hey, be dickier to the Jews. Yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, it could
1: be worse, but it's still bad. It's still bad. Anyway, side note. Uh, so, Richard takes off in 1190 for the Crusade. The
0: Third Crusade is what this <laughs> like one is. We haven't called.
1: talked about the Crusades enough.
0: Oh, so many <laughs> Crusades in this woman's life. <laughs>
1: So, Richard is still super popular, and he starts being called Richard the Lionheart because of his bravery, his prowess, the way he can fight in wars, and, you know, all that war-digging shit.
0: And Eleanor's in charge, but, like, Richard's like, hey, I could totally die in the Crusades, Um, and so I need an heir, I need a wife, Mom, can you look into that while I'm gone and like send me a memo about what you figure out? Um, because because you, you don't you don't have enough on your hands. Yeah, like <laughs>
1: you're you're not almost you're pushing seventy.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: And now find me a wife, Mom.
0: Side note: um, Richard had been engaged to Philippa Frances' sister, Alice. So Alice and Richard had been engaged f- since they were like babies. Um, this is also a big plot point in Lion in the Winter. Just watch, just watch it. Um, (laughs) but so whenever Alice was like seven, she was sent to England to get her education, which was a common thing all throughout, like way into like, I mean,
1: we've talked about that
0: way into like Victorian times. That was a common thing. Be sent to where you're going to end up being the queen of. And, um, during this time she was there, praying she was much older than 7 mm-hmm. her and old king henry started an affair
1: which just sounds like rape to me yeah
0: today we'd call that statutory rape um <laughs> just hate to break it to you so then whenever um richard became king he like went to his mom and he was like you know i'm absolutely not marrying alice right And Eleanor was like, oh, baby, I got you.
1: (laughs) She's like, sure, okay. She's
0: like, absolutely not. You're not marrying Alice. Uh, Yeah. Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say.
1: Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you
0: do when the woman you love dies?
1: Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really
0: mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Hello,
1: everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere
0: where you find your podcasts.
1: Uh, and she knew right away where she wanted to look for the new yeah, potential. So she's woman.
0: going shopping. Every, for
1: ladies. Every
0: <laughs> every overprotective mother's dream. Mom, pick me my wife.
1: Oh my god. And Eleanor
0: is like, I got you, boo.
1: My mom would be so happy if I ever said those words to her <laughs> because that ain't gonna happen.
0: <laughs> um so for many reasons. So Eleanor heads to the Duchy of Navarre, which is in modern day Spain. It's a territory that shares a border with Aquitaine because Aquitaine is southern France and Navarre is northern Spain.
1: So if they were to ally with Navarre, they'd have all of southern France, northern Spain, England and Normandy. It's
0: a it's a it's a huge tract of land. Absolutely. Fucking huge. Huge. Um, So
1: she writes to Richard being like, hey. I know which family, but I'm not sure of which daughter yet. So I'm ahead to Spain. Let me know where you're at in a few months, and I'll send you
0: a bride. Um, there are a couple of stories, um, I think, for the Richard PR, he's not gay, campaign, <laughs> saying that Richard was actually like, ooh, I like this chick over here. Go check it out. They may have met at a tournament once or twice before, but I think the people that tell those stories are over-romanticizing this Really, I yeah. think it was purely a business transaction, and I don't think Richard cared at yeah. all.
1: So uh, he was probably just being like, go look over there. No, I don't want her. Go look over there. No, I don't want No, her. I
0: think he was just like, tell me who to marry. I'm going to marry oh, yeah, a mom. And she cliche. was like, Navarre, because I, I want their land.
1: So Ellie heads to Navarre in 1191. And she's fucking 70 y'all. And there's no first class business flight to fucking Navarre at the time. There's no
0: BA flights from LHR to Barcelona and then (laughs) limo ride from Barcelona to Navarre. This is fucking on in in a choppy ass boat And then riding on some horses, and then some more boat, and some more horses. This, like, ugh.
1: But Ellie arrives in the King of Navarre, a dude named Sancho. Oh, Sign me up. Sancho. He receives her and throws her a huge fucking banquet.
0: And she's like, these these bitches know how to treat a queen.
1: Side note. She would have loved Navarre because they adopted a lot of the Aquitaine Mm -hmm. culture. So this banquet would have had troubadours, poetry, over the top decor, beautiful women, beautiful clothes.
0: Wine and, and wine and wine. And speaking of wine, cheers, Nathan. Cheers, Katie. To wine. To wine. And to Eleanor. And to Eleanor. And to beautiful clothes <laughs> and beautiful ladies. I like all these things. <laughs> they
1: eventually agree that the Sancho's eldest daughter, she would be the best match for Richard. And they agree on the marriage contract. And this daughter's name is
0: Berengaria. As much as we give these medieval people shit for not being creative with their names, hey, Berengaria. That's a new one. Yeah. I don't know any other fucking Berengarias. And
1: it sounds fucking bougie as fuck. Am so I'm here uh, for here, it? here,
0: another cheers, cheers to Berengaria. Cheers to Berengaria. Aww. She's not Eleanor or Matilda or Mary or <laughs> Philip. Like, yeah.
1: So after a bit there, Ellie's like, okay, I got a message from Richard, and he's in Cyprus, and he's just done some crusade
0: thing in Cyprus. He did some kind of crusade. I don't... Know. He did... Who fucking it... knows? Oh, the crusade shit's kind of boring to I know. Me. It is. He did a crusades. <laughs> he did a crusades in Cyprus. <laughs> and, um... Because
1: Jesus. Because Jesus. That's, that's basically what the crusades are.
0: Yes. <laughs> and, um... Eleanor's like, well, I'm not going to Cyprus. But Sicily, which is kind of like a halfway point, she's like, I'll go to Sicily.
1: That's where Sophia is from, from Golden Girls.
0: Picture it, Sicily. (laughs) So, picture it, Sicily, 1191. (laughs) Eleanor of Aquitaine arrives with Berengaria. Uh, Berengaria! Of Navarre. (laughs) But no, so... um. Eleanor's daughter, Joan, is the Dowager Queen of Sicily, and she's just been widowed, and she's just kind of hanging out in Cyprus, or hanging out in Sicily in, like, not a great situation.
1: And then Eleanor's like, hey, I'm just gonna escort you over to Sicily. And then
0: she was like, Joan, can you, can you just take it from here, because I'm fucking ancient, and I don't want to go to Cyprus. (laughs) And so then um, Joan then does escort Berengaria the rest of the way to Cyprus. Joan and Berengaria actually become best friends. Oh, nice. So isn't that lovely? Hearts. Gal pal. <laughs> side note about Berengaria, because there's so many side notes in this story, but there has to be. I didn't know where else to put this. Um, she was actually 25. Whenever she became engaged to Richard, which for then was, like... Old. Old. Um, But it was because she had been acting... I believe either her mother died when she was quite young, or for some reason she had basically been acting as the queen in Navarre. And, like, her her father never wanted to, like, marry her off because it was like, well, then who's going to help me throw these banquets and shit like that. (laughs) But then when I guess like the Duchess of Aquitaine slash the Queen of England comes up and is like, I want your daughter. You're like, fine, I'll find somebody else to throw my parties.
1: Right. So long story short, Berengaria and Joan did finally link up with Richard after a whole slew of goddamn drama.
0: So much crusade bullshit.
1: Yep. And Richard and Berengaria were finally fucking married. Yes. And like spent one night together? And then
0: Richard was like, alright, going back to the crusade! (laughs) Bye! Maybe he was like, your vagina is gross, bye! (laughs) I think that's probably what it was.
1: So, back home, finally, surely, Eleanor has done all that is expected of her, so... Perhaps she can kick back, have a glass of wine from Bordeaux,
0: and just relax. One more fact about Berengaria. Just one? Yes. just. I think it's the last time we mention her. Um, <laughs> Berengaria was the only queen of England who, during her reign, never went to England.
1: Sweet. That is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a fun fact. Fun.
0: F- I told you it was a fun fact. Well, okay. Anyway. What-
1: <laughs> Insert foot and in mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so,
0: so Ellie's propping up her feet, pouring a glass of wine, putting on The Bachelorette,
1: <laughs> watching some trash TV. Right? She's ready to relax right? now, but nope, nope, because her asshole youngest son John is acting like a fucking.
0: Okay, again, I might um, date myself from saying this, though from our discussion group on Facebook, I think most people will get the reference. The, um, You know the Robin Hood cartoon, the Disney movie from when we were kids?
1: I don't know what you're talking about, Katie. I'm only 22. Oh,
0: girl. <laughs> oh, girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> I know the cartoon.
0: So the remember the Richard the Lionheart was this big lion who was like yeah. so big and boisterous and like Charismatic, and then John was like his crown would fall off of his head, and oh, like, and he would suck his thumb and yeah. he'd be like, "Mother never loved me." Mm-hmm. That is this John and this Richard. Yep. In case you didn't know that, in case your mind has just been blown. Yeah. Also, the chicken, the rooster playing the little. Li- <laughs> troubadour. That's a troubadour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you don't
0: know what we're talking about,
1: go listen to the
0: last two Eleanor episodes. Enjoy your senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, but no. So Eleanor gets home, and her youngest son, John, is acting like a fucking dickhead. Surprise. Which, you know what? If you know anything about history, really, you could write a biography just titled, like... Dickheads? (laughs) No, you could write a biography titled King John of England, acting like a dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Because that basically sums up his life. And his legacy.
1: So John hadn't been named Richard's heir, because remember that... Acting like a dickhead. We briefly mentioned Joffrey and Geoffrey... Chaffrey, Jeffrey. Ugh. It's Jeffrey.
0: It's spelt weird, but it's pronounced Jeffrey. Yes.
1: Remember, Jeffrey had a young son who was named Air. This kid's name is Arthur,
0: which in English history just turns out to be a bad name. It's a don't name your kid Arthur. Things are going to go bad for them.
1: You jinxed. Yeah. <laughs> well, John wasn't worried about Arthur. Kids die, or you know, they
0: disappear,
1: or who would support a baby nephew over him anyway. Yeah.
0: And also this dude John has a huge fucking chip on his shoulder.
1: Mm-hmm. He felt like he had
0: constantly been being overlooked like and also he was just a spoiled fucking brat who was going to spoil fucking brat, you know, that's like,
1: exactly he's going to spoil his children and their children whatever.
0: Yeah. So, um you're pretty much all caught up on John's issues. Yeah, so Eleanor comes home to find that John, he's, like, making all these promises to Philip. He's promises, like, promises. He's like, can you believe Richard married some rando and not your, like, a princess of France? That was so fucked up. He's not your buddy. Like, if you
1: support me as the heir to the throne, I'll
0: maybe I'll give you
1: Normandy. I don't, I
0: don't know. Maybe let's talk. Call me and Eleanor is like annoyed to say the least. She,
1: and she somehow persuades him to like knock it off, bitch.
0: Yes. But then in 1192, everyone's looking at their watches like, "Oh, Richard should really be home by now." Like, "Why? Like, what? And is he crusading that hard?"
1: <laughs> and John is like, "He's dead." I'm the king now, and I'll fucking fight anyone who says I'm not the king. Come at me, bro.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) Eleanor is like, oh my fucking God, John, will you shut up? You're not king. If Richard was dead, someone would have told us by now.
1: And then a message comes. A message that's no bueno, y'all. No
0: bueno. (laughs) Richard was indeed not dead. On his way back to England, he'd been taken hostage by the Holy Roman Emperor.
1: Just a state of mind.
0: Just a state of mind, (laughs) not a real place. The Emperor and Richard had some beef that, honestly, I don't, I don't know.
1: It's just a bunch of white dudes with some fragile dick energy, like... Fragile
0: dick energy. (laughs) (laughs) That is the antithesis of big dick energy. (laughs) Well, that's
1: where we're at right now. It's (laughs) a
0: bunch of white guys with fragile dick energy. Absolutely. And so the um, Holy Roman Emperor sends Ellie a letter being like, I want 150,000 marks for the return of your precious Richard. I'll give you a couple of weeks to get that together. And if I don't hear from you, I'm going to send the same offer to Richard's ex-boyfriend, Philip of France.
1: What the fuck?
0: Because Philip and Richard have ha- have broken up now. They're not friends anymore. M- maybe the end of their relationship. Maybe, either way, me, um... either way they're not they're not cash money chill anymore whatsoever. Yeah. No. And Eleanor is like, fuck if the French can raise these funds before I can raise these funds. I'm never gonna see Richard again. The French is deaf the French are definitely gonna kill him.
1: So a countdown to Eleanor's meltdown four, three, two.
0: One. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, y'all, she is 150,000 marks was more than double the monarchy's Annual income at this time. That
1: was basically blackmail.
0: Well, it was basically impossible. Like, how am I going to raise this money without completely bankrupting my entire country? country? Oh, I know. I'll bankrupt the whole country. What else (laughs) is she supposed to do?
1: So she's writing her allies, like being like,
0: please, 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 please help me. She wrote the Pope, and the Pope did excommunicate the Holy Roman Emperor. But it didn't do anything. The yeah. Holy Roman Emperor was like, LOL, K. You know, like... <laughs> it, it, this is, hands down, the darkest time in Eleanor's life. She'd been in prison for 15 years. She'd had some bad marriages. She'd had kids died. I, it, this is darker.
1: Yeah, a mother imagining your own son being held in dungeons hundreds of miles away. With nobody around that you know to like send you messages or anything about what's going on. She doesn't even
0: have she how does she know they're feeding him? How does she know they haven't they're not like cutting off his limbs day by day that they don't get the money, you know? Panic
1: attack mother mode.
0: All the while fucking John is trying to help Philip raise the same ransom.
1: What the fuck, bitch? So
0: they can have Richard executed so John can become king. No wonder he's gone down in history as not, like, a super cool dude.
1: Right? Because he's not a super cool dude. He's
0: not a super cool dude. So-
1: Eleanor is tired as fuck with all this shit. She wrote this letter to the Pope, and it just, like, breaks both of our hearts. It's
0: so sad.
1: We will perform excerpts from this letter as part of Queen's Podcast
0: Queen's Podcast Theater.
1: Pitiful and pitied by no one, my guts are torn from me. My family is carried off and removed from me. The young king and the court of Brittany...
0: The young king, Hank, and the other son, Geoffrey... sleep in dust,
1: and their most unhappy mother is compelled, tormented
0: by the memory of the dead. Two sons remain who today survived to punish me. King Richard held in change. His brother John depletes his kingdom and lays it to waste with fire.
1: In all the things the Lord has turned cruel to me and attacked me with the harshness of his hand, truly his wrath battles against me.
0: My sons fight amongst themselves. If it is... A fight where one is restrained in chains, the other adding sorrow to sorrow by usurping the kingdom with tyranny That was very good, Nathan. So yeah
1: So yeah that's depressing As fuck. But after nearly two years of basically bankrupting England Ellie raises some cash Money. And she
0: travels personally, herself, to Austria to hand over the cash. Can you imagine how nervous you'd be, basically, with, like, w- double and then some, your entire family's yeah. annual income? Yeah. And it's just, you on a boat. Be like, <laughs> plus don't crash, plus don't crash. <laughs> plus. 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 Don't crash.
1: Yeah. Like... I can sit in a plane ride for a couple of hours being miserable, but with a shitload of money. That would so many
0: anxiety. Literally a shitload of money. <laughs> oh, anxiety. Exa- like, I would need so much Xanax. Yes, please. But they did not have that then, so I imagine <laughs> she just got drunk. She I don't just drank wine. Yeah. <laughs> but in the end, she was reunited with her son, which made it all worth it um Richard is released and he rushes out to find John to kill him no to forgive him that
1: can't be right yeah
0: so Richard finds John formally forgives him and makes him heir, so he will chill the fuck out which is a slap in the face to the that Arthur kid yeah.
1: But um <laughs> that cursed child.
0: But Arthur's like 13 or 14 and so he's just like I I can't deal with you now. I just have to make this guy air. Sorry.
1: Okay. So Ellie can finally fucking chillax right
0: now. She's like it's 1194. I'm 73. That's like modern day 112. <laughs> My sons are chill, the country's chill. We're poor. But it's cool. We'll we're just, chilling, 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 we're chilling, chilling. and being poor. We're just going to do a lot of, like, you know, no takeout, no going out to dinner for a couple of years. Right. And then
1: Ellie starts thinking about making, you know, her official retirement statement.
0: It's, it's time.
1: This is time. For- it is
0: time for her. She's considering taking the veil which means becoming a nun and people have
1: been saying that for years for her
0: I mean that's very common thing for women of nobility at this time when they retire um become a nun and just go live in a nunnery and read the bible for the rest of your life get thee to a nunnery which really I think at this point Ellie would have been like like I don't think she would have read a Bible. I think she would have read like some dirty poetry. But <laughs> she would have read Fifty Shades of Hay. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think she deserved her retirement. To be absolutely,
1: honest. she's ancient in medieval times. She's things.
0: packing her bags. She's chosen this abbey in France called Fontevard Abbey. I'm not saying it right. I don't care. Um, <laughs> please don't send us bad reviews because I can't pronounce French abbeys.
1: Fontevard.
0: Um, she's going to retire. All is chill. Five years has passed since Richard has been released. so It's time for some R&R, girl. She's like, what else could I possibly accomplish in my life? I've done so much.
1: Done. But then...
0: Tragedy strikes,
1: as it tends to do when you think everything's going just fine.
0: Richard was shot in the shoulder by an arrow while having downtime between battles in France. And
1: then within a few days, he ends up dying. And guess what? He didn't leave
0: any fucking heirs, bitch. Ellie was sent for the moment they realized it was bad. And she left that day. She wasted no time. She needed to be with her son. And they say that Richard died in her arms. Um,
1: I don't know if that's true. She was definitely
0: in France. I don't know <laughs> if she, like, got there in time for him to actually die in her arms, but...
1: But she had enough pull to make that story up.
0: Yeah, I, ho- <laughs> I hope it's
1: true. I hope it is, too, but sadly, history is not always
0: I honestly believe that Eleanor, in the end of her life, she had two loves. Aquitaine and Richard. Oh. I, that's my theory. Those oh. were those were her two things. That is
1: very insightful of you, Katie.
0: And I, I hope he died in her own. Well, I wish he would have just not died. But um, <laughs> for her sake until after she died. But um,
1: either way... She's devastated. She had to be devastated. And she, at the, the end of the day,
0: I think the death of Richard just took whatever joy vivre she had left in her right. in her just gone. She's just like, I just, I want I'm going to just bury done. my son. She buried her son at that Abbey, the Fontevour Abbey. Fontevald. The F Abbey. She buried her son <laughs> at F Abbey. And she was like, Okay, well I'm already here. This is where I was gonna retire anyway. I've buried him here. So I'm done. Yeah. So I'm retiring now. I mean,
1: she's no stranger to death at this point. Like she's, she's had everybody die around her.
0: She lost her She's eighty. She's yeah. fucking she's eighty. Eighty at this, at this point. time. She lost her son. Um She's lost. The sons we've already discuss, discussed that she's lost were, um, baby William, who was like an actual baby when he died. Young
1: Hank, the rarely mentioned Jeffrey. Her
0: daughters with Louis had both died at this time.
1: Her daughter with Henry, Matilda, had died a couple of years before, at just like thirty three. So. Yeah.
0: Um. There are some records that while. In prison, Ellie may have lived with that daughter, Matilda, like under oh, her care in one of her that's castles. Maybe she
1: got some of those letters from. Maybe, and found yeah. Out and
0: stuff. Petronilla had died a few years before. Yep. Both her husbands were dead. Yeah, she was no no stranger to grief. So she's like, I'm already here. I'm going to retire now.
1: Yeah. So tired, grief stricken. Eleanor is like, Dumbo. Can I just? fucking retire now. But
0: John is king now. And he's like, look, Mom, I know you've never been impressed with me. Girl, she just wanted a good nap. He's (laughs) like, but I need advisors. As much as I've been fighting for this, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I know I've been gunning for this job since I was a little kid, but I need you. Another quick side note that we do not have time to completely go into. So, Jeffrey's son, Arthur, who we've already mentioned, <laughs> raised a revolt against John, um, as the rightful heir. I, I think Arthur actually had the better claim to the throne. He did. He was the son of a young, of an older brother. Yeah. So doesn't it usually go like, so like,
1: bag of dicks.
0: Because if Jeffrey would have still been alive, it would have gone to Jeffrey. But Jeffrey's son should have gotten it over John, right?
1: Yes, because Jeffrey gave birth to John. Yes, bag of dicks. Jeffrey gave
0: birth to John? No. (laughs) No, No, because, like... Because, like, today... The line of
1: penises. The
0: line of penises (laughs) should have gone to Arthur. So, anyway, um, Arthur, who at this time was, like, 14... He was the Duke of Brittany. That region of France rose up against John. This is, like, huge over... Arching. Arching. Like, it's a very summarized version of the story. (laughs) Yeah. And so John was like, Mom, I need you to help me sort this shit out. And so Eleanor came out and, like, tried to help everybody be like, peace, peace. We've... We've already said John is the king. Like he was already made heir. Let's just put this all behind us. Um, No more fighting for the crown. And then the fighting ended, and then this Arthur kid disappears from history. And then, surprise. And then soon after, Eleanor is fucking done with John. So, the general consensus is John had Arthur killed, and Eleanor was was pissed the fuck off about it, because it was her grandson, you know? Yeah,
1: why wouldn't you be pissed?
0: So, she's less than impressed (laughs) (laughs) with her least impressive child.
1: Yeah, I would be kind of ticked off if you killed my grandson. Um, To say the very least. Yeah. So, about King John, history, obviously hasn't been very kind to him because he he go- have been an asshole. He's
0: gone down in history as the worst king of England. Or like, arguably. Like, in the top three.
1: Yeah, that's that's to be kind. <laughs> mm. <laughs> to say top three.
0: John was just a fucking dud. Yeah. He just wasn't a good king. Nope. And he was just not a nice person, either. So-
1: Eleanor did her very best to set him up for success. She even went and personally handpicked Philip's son's wife for him.
0: Yeah, because, like, um, at this point, John and Philip had fallen out as well because it's... They're a fucking soap opera. Philip was like, well, we need to make a marriage alliance or something. And John was like, duh. And so... (laughs) And so Eleanor was like, oh my god, I got this. I will take care of this too. So Eleanor goes and poaches one of her granddaughters who was um, in the royal family of Castile, which is also in Spain. She, she, she just likes brides from Spain, I guess. And she takes that granddaughter back to Paris to marry Philip's Air.
1: And she's like, "Look, now we're a family.
0: We're all gonna be happy, right?" Yeah,
1: it's just smile and nod. And she's
0: like, "And even if we're not, I'm like done with this."
1: <laughs> so she, she just really wants to prop her feet up and drink some. She's more seventy-nine. Dough. Yes, bitch. She's
0: seventy-nine. I hope I've been retired for a good while by the time I'm seventy-nine. And this is the 21st century. Right. And at this
1: point, you know, we can flash back to episode one and two. And She ev-
0: has had, she has lived more life than any of us have.
1: She has given us life, honey.
0: She has done so much, been the source of so much legend and shit talk and inspiration. And she's just... Ready to take a nap. <laughs> can you blame her?
1: <laughs> no! Oh my god. And you know what? Getting to a nunnery just sounds pretty fancy right now.
0: So she returns again to uh, Fontevraud Abbey and takes the veil, which can means. You, can, me can, you, now.
1: can you say that?
0: So I went to Fontevraud Abbey again <laughs> and I took the veil again. again. <laughs> um. And she was there for three more years until her death. So she was 82. Eighty fucking
1: two, y'all.
0: In the 12th century. That no, actually, funny. no. By the time she died, it was the 13th century.
1: Work, bitch. She. Live she, your old life fantasy. She
0: lived a life. And Eleanor's, she has a
1: lot of, like, she was a woman that holds... Other women today to a high standard. She
0: like her she. legacy. Well, not even to mention that her 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 descendants married into the Spanish royal family. Yep. They married into the French royal family. They married into the Italian royal. royal Everybody
1: families. was honored to marry a like somebody Eleanor's from religion. her family.
0: Like she. So her legacy isn't just these stories that we hear about her, which are plentiful and awesome. Robin Hood, (laughs) yeah, Um, Lion in the Winter, like so many. Like she's mentioned in Shakespeare, very un um, unflatteringly. But that was because she revolted against her husband, so she was like against nature or whatever. So suck my dick, Shakespeare. But um, I want that on a shirt. (laughs) So suck my dick, Shakespeare. But she is so much just, like, in the lexicon of, like, English history. European history, Mm -hmm. actually. So...
1: She didn't just play the game. She
0: invented the game. Yes! To the inventor of the Queen game, Eleanor of fucking Aquitaine. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, if you want to hear something, just email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. And follow
1: us on social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.
0: We have a really great Facebook discussion group. We'd love to see you over there, too.
1: And if you're so inclined, we do have a Patreon account if you need more Queen's content in your life.
0: y'all, yes, y'all. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening.
1: To Cheers, this. bitches. Mwah.